Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode here of On the Fin Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, on the Fan Sided Network, FinFanatic.com. You know where to find us. We are 11 days away from the NFL draft. Actually, at the time we're recording this, less than 11 days away. So it is it is approaching rapidly. And we're going to talk about the interior offensive line class here today, the centers and the guards center a big need for the Dolphins heading into the draft. We talked about tackles yesterday where, where Paul and I basically disagreed on everything, yes. but I think we're, I think this is going to be a nicer show here, Paul, because uh, we, we tend to, we tend to agree a little bit more on the, on the interior offensive lineman. And because he played uh, guard in 2018, technically I can talk about Alex Leatherwood again. You could, but you know, I, I almost wore, a shirt with my belly out just for this episode in honor of the great D3 Quinn Miners, uh, who I know we're going to talk about extensively tonight. Yeah, you, you bet. So, you know, taking a look at the Dolphins' current depth chart, I mean, you look at the guard spots, but you use an upgrade? Absolutely. I mean, Eric Flowers signed last year, three years, $30 million. He was okay. I mean, he, he was kind of what we expected, maybe on the low end of what we expect. He's not a great athlete, but he's a giant dude, six, six foot five, 335 pounds. And then at right guard, Solomon Kinley's even bigger. I mean, uh, so it's clear what the Dolphins are looking for at the guard spots. So they should probably be okay this year, but that doesn't mean they're not going to have a need in, in 2022 when Eric Flowers might get cut. Hey, Dolphins fans. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health, LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you are doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it is friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we've been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We are offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE15 at earthechofoods.com slash minutemedia. Follow on social media at the Danette May and at Earth Echo Foods. Yeah, they need to get somebody either developmental or that can unseat them this year, um, which I'm dying reading the chat right now. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Kat, but um, completely unrelated. 
It's and, and luckily the interior of the offensive line uh, in this draft is, is something I love a lot more than I love the out, out. Don't you shake your head? Don't you shake your head? I love the interior. You're talking line. to me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wait, I'm looking at the delayed video. I was like, wait, what do you mean you don't like the interior line? Are we gonna fight again tonight? Shoot. No. no All right. I'm I'm right there with you. I, I was looking at the tape delay on YouTube. Is what it was. <laughs> It was well timed. Together, (laughs) Um, yeah. So you know, the interior offensive line—it's a, it's a decent class, I'd say, and and it's better if you count the guards and tackle. They are the the tackles as guards, which a lot of them are. I mean, uh, we talked about in the last show here that, and it's not just my rule; it's really understood that if you have under 33 inch arms, it doesn't mean you're automatically a guard, but you're probably trending in that direction. And because of that, you, you take a look at some of these, these offensive tackles here, like um, Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, who's left tackle for USC, but maybe the consensus number one guard in this draft. Uh, also look at Jackson Carmen, Brady Christensen, um, a couple other guys here too, with that, with that, shorter arm length, uh, Jalen Mayfield, Liam Eikenberg. So yeah, it, that, that should beef up the guard class even more. Well, and then you got David Moore who has almost 34 and a half inch arms. That, that's just freaking out the class here. <laughs> he was, he was fun to watch actually. Cause he's a short, stout, aggressive, long blocker. arm, <laughs> long arm. It, yeah. Six foot one, but 30, 35 inch arms. That's kind of weird. Um, Very, yeah. 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 But yeah, the uh, he he's somebody that should be available. I'd say I, I don't know in the in, in fifth fifth sixth round. Uh, I think it'd be a good spot for him. But starting at the top though, um, with with the guard class, you know, Tevin Jenkins is a player that I mentioned on the show the other day. I I think he could play left tackle. He can play right tackle, but he could be a Brandon Scherf like like player at guard. He's somebody that realistically could be on the board at 18. And if he were, if you're talking about pairing a mean, nasty offensive lineman with a with a pass catcher like a Kyle Pitts at the top of that draft, I I think those are two hits right off the bat. But I I know I know you want to go away from the offensive line period in, in round one. In round one, yes, but like it's I've done a few mock drafts where I've come away with Kyle Pitts, um, you know, whoever I ended up taking at 18, whether I traded up or down, a run, you know, a running back like Javante Williams, and then still managed to come away with a Creed Humphrey and a Quinn Miners, which. If Miami were to come away with Creed and Quinn and have all these offensive linemen that are young and, and developing and have a nasty attitude and a lot of athleticism, I mean, not saying Kinley has athleticism, but he's a mauler, um, that could be a very good offensive line as they grow together. And, I mean, you take if you manage to get Creed and or Quinn and team them up, I th- I think that takes the line where where you've been wanting it to go. Period, and not having to use a round one resource. Right, and you look at this group that we're talking about. You know, a lot of them are even the best or second, third round guys. And Creed Humphrey is 
the consensus guy at the top there. But let, so let's let's stay on the centers for a minute here. Um, and even before we talk deeper about the center prospects here, you know, looking at the roster right now, the Dolphins have Matt Skura, who they signed one year, one and a half million, really a shot in the dark, a player that tore his ACL in 2019, came back, wasn't close to the same player, forgot to snap the ball at a terrible year. Now they're hoping that he rejuvenates himself, but that the Dolphins like Michael Dieter a lot more than we think. Yeah, I mean, it, it is possible. I like Michael, Michael Dieter a lot as depth, and I'm not saying two part ways with him. Um, but, yeah, the Skura thing, it terrifies me. It, it's I can make an argument for almost any position on the team and at least what the coaching staff or front office thinks they have, even if it's not sexy to a lot of people, I really can't at center. Um, with with Skura rifling balls left, right, and center. Um, and then Dieter, who, while I do like him, and he's shown a little bit in short stints, hasn't really had the opportunity to, to, to show a lot to us here. So center is either bad or unknown right now as, as far as this roster goes. Right, and, you know, I like Dieter more as a center coming out of college. But when you look at what the Dolphins have done here this office, they tried to sign David Andrews. So clearly that wasn't their plan to, to go with Dieter and hope, you know, he's going to be competing for that utility center guard guy at, at all three positions there. But one thing I'm kind of hoping at this point, look, I wish they would have just re-signed Ted Karras and been done with it for $4 million a year. We wouldn't have had this giant need heading into the draft. Yeah, I I would have been down for that, especially when I saw what Corey Lindsley got. I'm I'm I knew they wanted Karras back. I know Flores communicated with him that he wanted him back. But again, he, he also basically communicated it to him and then went, but I'd like to see other people first. And 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 so we missed out, which is okay, given the fact that you look at the centers in this draft and really if you need a center, this is the draft for you. Um, uh, God, I mean, Jimmy Morrissey from Pittsburgh, even who's, who's consensus eight or nine, I'd, I'd be good with, um, it's, you know, you've got Josh Myers, you've got Creed Humphrey who tested out of the building better than any center prospect ever has since they, they started measuring this, uh, and Quinn Miners, the gut himself. I mean, like if you need a center, you can get one. And we've got the resources to move anywhere we have to to do so. Yeah, Ed, absolutely. And, and in the chat, uh, Eric, thanks. Uh, yeah, my I don't know what it is about Sunday night when we do these here, but my internet is lagging a little bit. So I might have to, I might have to log back in with my uh, earthlink.net uh, email address here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you're right, Paul. So there are – I mean, I've never been as impressed in, in a long time – with the top like three center candidates in this draft here. I mean, I, th I think they're legitimate first or, or top 45 pick type of talents here. So where would you, who would you rather take straight up? Miners. If, if the dolphins were on the miners over Creed Humphrey. Okay. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I I'm with you. I'm with you. I not by a lot, 
But one thing about Miners is he has he has responded every step of the way uh, in this this pre-draft process. He didn't play center at Wisconsin Whitewater. He was a left guard, but he went to the Senior Bowl. And who moved him to center? Brian Flores and the Miami Dolphins coaching staff. Yep. And you can bet that's for good reason. And he dominated the week. And then he kept all of that momentum going with an unreal workout, too. You know, where this is this guy, 6'3", 320, incredible athleticism. Um, he obviously has the strength. He has the confidence. He has the determination. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it may take a little bit of adjusting, but maybe it won't be uh, that, that big of an adjustment because he does have – have the physical traits he does and, and really i mean we talk about creed humphrey out outdoing um any center pretty much in history at, at, at least at the point of his pro day quinn miners hung right there with him i mean and matter of fact destroyed him and pretty much any other center prospect and even almost every single guard actually taking a look at, at my notes here it's as far as the 40 goes and so i mean we may even have a scenario as big and fat as he as he looks where we've got a guy that can can pull from the center position and, and lead a play around the left end or the right end and do some really fun things that we haven't seen since god what jamie nails yeah yeah i mean absolutely uh he I saw him do things in senior bowl drills that I, I, I could, I didn't see Creed Humphrey do now. I, yeah. Creed Humphrey had had one of the most unreal workouts at the center spot that, that, that I've ever seen. In fact, uh, the uh, Kent Lee Platt who does who, you can follow him on math. Bomb. Basically he just takes the workout numbers and Creed Humphrey was number one for his, the entirety of his workout since 1987 among centers and that that's pretty incredible i would argue he doesn't quite play to those measurables though oh uh, i don't think he's somebody that's that's yeah i mean he's getting i don't I, I don't think he's a solid player but i don't think he's getting 10 15 yards down the field and, and driving people into the ground like we saw miners doing in practices um and but he's a solid player um and another thing about creed humphrey though is and it kind of soured me on him a little bit a year ago when people were talking about him as a top 15 pick. Because I saw a game, I saw him going up against Derek Brown from Auburn, Bavarian Roy from Baylor. These are bigger defensive tackles. And I'm not saying they dominated Creed Humphrey, but they did push him back. They did get a lot, get the better of him, I thought. And I, I question if Humphrey is going to have that same type of issue in the pros with a bigger defensive tackle like Quentin Williams. Now, one of the things I want to talk about, because you talk about not living up to the measurables, is with Creed Humphrey, two different things. And one of them, thank you for bringing it up in the chat, because it's something that I, I wanted to make sure we touched on anyway. Um, the fact that he broke his hand at Senior Bowl week and Brian Flores held him out. He wanted to play. And I love that in a player. There are way too many people that sit out with ouchies these days, especially in a game like that, which is partially meaningless other than for visibility factors. Um, the other thing there, and, and I apologize, I can't recall who the offensive tackle was next to him. I believe it was against, was it against Oze, 
Osi Dizizu. The, uh, oh, Yeah, that. Uh, bless you. Um, it's uh, <laughs> the offensive tackle got smoked in one-on-one drills, and then they moved, slid him inside, and you saw Miners watch it happen and walked up and just went, hell no, took the guy, drove him directly into the ground, and just fell on him for good measure and, and, and really drove the shoulder home and was like, and I love having an offensive lineman that takes it personal, not just when he gets beat, but when one of his teammates gets beat. And this is a guy that he hasn't even played with before. Um, so... Seeing him take it personally and and make sure the guy knew, like, you're not getting through here, I was sold. That sold me. I mean, not the not the glowing locks or whatever, not the big belly hanging out. That's all fun stuff on top. But the athleticism, the anger he plays with, and really the balance and technique that he uses, uh, I am so sold on this guy, and he's still raw. That's the terrifying part. Creed Humphreys is kind of like, okay... This is who he's always going to be, probably. Quinn Miners I mean, is still an ascending yeah, talent. I, yes, and I look at the Dolphins, in my opinion, three biggest needs. Center, um, running back, and, and edge. And I start thinking that the it would be great if the Dolphins could trade. Unless somebody falls to 18, Dolphins could trade down from that 18th pick and position themselves kind of in that late, first to late second round area, because to me, that's where the value is going to be at running back at center and at edge where, and then you can also get an extra third or fourth round pick. But the, the question I, I have for you though, is um, we, I mean, we both love minors. You may even like them more than I do right now. Um, where would you, where would you take him? Um, I mean, because I'd have to think if you need a center this bad and you think this much of him, would you take him there at 36 and just say, and just say, Hey, th- this is our starting center week one. I would take right now, based on where he's at as of eight forty nine PM on the 18th of April. Um, it's, I think on a lot of draft boards, you'd be stealing him, taking him early at 50. Um, and, and I think uh, no- I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if he were there at 50, to be honest with you. Really? Okay. Then yeah, I, 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 I mean, even 36, I don't think is a lock anymore. Really? Okay. Well, oof. I could be wrong, but I, I, mean, I mean, you're talking about with, with so few centers in this draft though. Um, especially at the top, you've got Creed Humphrey, you've got Quinn Miners, you've got Landon Dickerson who tore his ACL again. I mean, you've really got two two guys that you can expect to start week one. Maybe Josh Myers from Ohio State, but I don't think he fits this scheme. And I think he's more of a zone guy. So, yeah, that that that's kind of my question on that because you. Do you find yourself in a scenario where it's like, okay, we're going to trade down from 18 down to the 30s, get a third and a fifth round pick, and make Quinn Miners our second our second draft choice, or Creed Humphrey? I mean, Ooh. second draft choice, no, but third draft choice, yes. Um, it, it that that's that's a really tough call because I think 36 is early for him. I do. Uh, but at the same time, 
thinking about because we all know Kinley's got a nasty attitude out there, um, and I love it. Thinking about Kinley and Miners going up against these opposing nose tackles side by side, uh, especially if you put you know Kinley at the left guard, Miners at center. You're gonna see some nasty attitude. Um, and, and just two guys that are just taking their day out on opposing defensive line and linebackers. And, and they're going to wear down some of these guys in the middle of the field because it's just going to be – and God damn, 36 is early. I, I still, I'm still getting my head around that for, for taking a center. But it is the biggest hole in my – you know what? I have talked myself into it. I like enough later running backs that if we do whiff based on that, yeah, I I'd be willing at thirty six, but I'd prefer fifty if possible. Yeah, I I just don't think you I, I I mean especially if like Creed Humphrey's off the board, I don't think you can push it to fifty because the Dolphins have kind of backed themselves into a corner here. I don't want dance. I don't want Matt. Excuse me, Matt Skura, uh, in the starting lineup week one i don't i don't trust him i don't think he was a good pickup for what he for one year or a million and a half whatever but you know so um landed dickerson six foot six 200 or 326 pounds and he would be my top center in this draft if not for the injuries but you can't discount the injuries here here we go 2016 play for florida state at right guard torn acl 2017 florida state left guard uh, season-ending ankle injury in October 2018 Florida State was a backup left tackle and right tackle still got hurt uh, <laughs> 2019 uh, he played nine games started nine games at center forward guard second team all at, uh, SEC and then this past year he was first team all SEC and arguably arguably the best center in the nation where would you feel comfortable taking him um, I mean would you Golden if he's Corral? The, <laughs> Say he's there at eighty, and the Dolphins haven't taken a center yet. Which which is? Are you still a no? No. Okay. It's that's I mean, if he can if he continues to drop, I'd be willing to. I'd be willing to trade a little capital to come into come back into the fourth, and take him, on a flyer that maybe he can stay healthy. But my biggest issue is, I don't think he can. Um. And if you take him and he takes over one of those spots in the offensive line and you cut in Eric Flowers and move Quinn Miners to guard, you're going to have Landon Dickerson in there counting on him to be your center, and then he's going to get hurt, and you're moving Miners back to center, and now you're counting on Dieter, um, or who's unproven, or... Somebody like, and I, I hate to, I, I don't. I mean, we had this issue with Pouncey years ago. We had yeah. this issue with Pouncey, and it's just you can't count on that dude to be out there on the field come end of October, let alone if you make it to January. Yeah, and these are serious injuries that he's had too. I mean, it's a shame too because he's a great, he is a great player, and he, I would, I would, if he not for the injuries, I would probably be comfortable taking him at 18 that's how good i think this guy is but you can't discount the injuries and i agree with a few people here in the chat um 
pick 80, I'd be comfortable with him. Because you compare, that's right about where Michael Dieter was taken a few years ago. You just compare this, just strictly the talent level of Dickerson and Dieter. Um, I, I mean, it's it's not even close. But again, the injuries. So, like I said, Josh Myers is somebody I think is probably going to go somewhere in the third, fourth round, uh, Ohio State. He'll probably be the fourth center off the board. I don't think he fits the Dolphins scheme all that well. And there are a couple of guys I throw out, even though they'll probably be mid-round picks. Drew Dahlman from Stanford, good little player, but undersized, needs to be in a West Coast offense. Uh, same thing goes for Kendrick Green out of Illinois. Did you just say good little uh, player? What did I say? For who? <laughs> Dahlman. Good Drew little Dahl- player. He is. He's little. He's like he's like he's six so three. He's like he is. He is out there. He, he's he's a cute little player out there. He's like six three. He's like six foot two, uh, two two eighty. You know, can't block anybody, but uh, but he's adorable. Move, he can hit people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he is a Denver Broncos offensive lineman. Um, like uh, you know, they had they had like Tom Nalen and and those types of Casey Weekman, those type of undersized centers. Drew Dahlman still fits that fits that type of bill there. Oh um, my god! I, I I'm sorry, I can't. I just I like it's it's you know that's going to come up during our live coverage if Dahlman gets drafted at, at, while we're on the air. It just cute he is guy. a door. He, he, you know, hey, look hey, he's a little he's a, he, he, Look at him. Yeah, he, he, yeah. <laughs> look, look at that little center get get crushed by the 360 pound <laughs> defensive tackle that's 80 pounds heavier than him. That's. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Paul, I, I mean, I don't know what you, what you were getting into before this, but, uh, now I, what, I, who, imp- who impresses you at center? Uh, if Miami's willing to try it out and try to develop somebody at center, uh, one guy that I'd look at, and I'm, I'm glad he got brought up in the chat, but Trey Hill from Georgia. Um, he had a very good year playing next to Kinley in 2019, like arguably, would be in that top of the draft conversation uh, fell apart a little bit this past year, so I'd be curious to see if, unlike Isaiah Wynn, he can get it together with uh, playing next to Kinley again, um, and, and really get that chance to to show that 2020 was a fluke and 2019 is something that they can build off of. Yeah, uh, Trey Hill should be kind of a late day three type of guy needs to get in better shape, but you know, Kinley did too. So I probably argue Kinley still does, but, um, uh, Michael, yeah, uh, Michael Manet from, uh, <laughs> what's that? I said round is a shape <laughs> round is. Yeah. He's not even round. <laughs> Kinley's round. Kinley's yeah, no, he's Kinley's <laughs> Trey Hills, Trey Hills just, Looks like he just came rolling out of a Dunkin' Donuts, dude. Uh, and, we're, and we're stumping for miners in the gut, man. I mean, come on now. We're t- we're talking about a fat guy position. He can be fat, and I'm down. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll I'll take the athletes who are in shape. You you can take whoever you want. Uh, I'm, so a few two other centers too. Michael Manet from uh, Penn State. He's somebody who started 34 games at Penn State. Technically sound. Nothing special, just an overall good center. Somebody that if he's there in the fifth round and the Dolphins haven't taken a center, I'd be interested in. Um, Robert Hainsey is somebody uh, from from Notre Dame. He actually played right tackle for Notre Dame. But again, senior bowl week, Dolphins coaching staff 
moves him inside to center. They haven't played guard. They haven't played tackle, haven't really playing all five line positions. So it wouldn't surprise me, given that the Dolphins need some depth on the offensive line, if he became a consideration there uh, too. So somebody else to keep an, keep an eye out for. But looking at the guard class, Paul, Elijah Vera Tucker really is the top guy that everybody's projecting right now. Um, you know, some have him at tackle, most have him at guard. Um, I actually saw a mock draft too, which was crazy. Um, Todd McShay had the Dolphins trading up from 18 to, I think, 16 to take Vera Tucker. I didn't get that. I, I, I you know, he's somebody I would really like. Austin Jack, I, I would like under different circumstances. He, he took over, he slid over to left tackle when Austin Jackson was drafted by the Dolphins here. Um, solid, dependable player. Uh, and, and he fits all the athletic profiles too, for a guard. Um, he did get uh, uh, beat up by, uh, by Thibodeau, the Oregon uh, defensive end there. So, but yeah, I, unless he fell to 36, which I highly doubt, I, I don't think he's somebody that that's going to be on the Dolphins radar. Yeah. Guys, by the way, go ahead and click like, make sure you guys subscribe and, and, and leave us a review out on iTunes. We appreciate it. And we appreciate all of you. We're super excited for this draft stuff, and you know, make sure your notifications are on so you know the moment we go live, uh, whether it's for our coverage or for any of our episodes leading up to or following the draft. Uh, one guy I'm going to look at, I'm going to jump over to the guard position, uh, Aaron Banks from Notre Dame. Uh, he's a little bit down. I'm sorry, you were talking about guards already. I, I was thinking about centers yeah. and guards. and um, but Aaron Banks out of Notre Dame is a guy that I like. He has not allowed a lot of sacks. I think he only allowed two sacks uh, in 2019. Um, and then, uh, you know, it, it's he's been a mauler in the run game. You could plug Kinley in, back in over at left guard, put Banks in at the right guard position, and I don't think he's going to preclude you from, from getting a Miners or a Creed Humphrey. And you've really rebuilt this offensive line and done it young and on the cheap at that point, uh, which I, I like. So, Yeah. Yeah, I like Banks too. Monster. <laughs> I like I like Banks too, and I think he'll be somewhere in that second, third round area. And he he is what he is. I mean, he is a he's a six foot five, three hundred forty pound guard. And you look at the the size profile the Dolphins look for. That that's what they're looking for. Yeah, he's a he is a man scheme blocker, and. At left guard, I mean, if if he fell to the third round, pick eighty, he'd he'd be somebody I'd really like because he could add some depth here, depth here this year, and then you cut Eric Flowers next year, put Aaron Banks in there, and now you're saving nine million dollars, and you might have an upgrade at the position. Absolutely, it's I mean, don't get me wrong, Flowers is solid. He's not great. He's not spectacular, but he does a better job than the press will tell you he does. Um, it, it's, I, I still want to develop somebody and move on from him when the opportunity presents itself, but he's good enough to stay until the opportunity presents itself. And that's something folks need to keep in mind here is you've got to have his replacement ready to rock before you cut bait with flowers, because a big hole in the line is a lot worse than having flowers out there. Nope. Did we lose your cat? Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so as far as guard, 
Mais vite. Mais... Oh, I think cats skipping on. Can you on. see me here? Oh yeah, there you are. There you are. Welcome back. All right, sounds good. All right, yeah. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is about Sunday nights, but uh, I'm gonna just do them from over there next time. I don't, that worked a lot better here. Anyway, nah. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I the guard class isn't. What's that? I said, not a big deal, dude. We're Can good. you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Okay, got you, got you. Yeah, so. So the guard class overall uh, is not all that strong as far as pure guards, but I think it could work for the Dolphins because um, uh, it, it, it the players that they're looking for are just like the straight line blocking types of players that 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 fit the size profile. And I think that's the case with Aaron Banks. I think that's the case with Wyatt Davis, the the guard from Ohio State, who I think has great um, uh great balance at the right guard spot. So I, I think he's somebody that's not going to be anything special either, but you plug him in there and I think he is going to keep the quarterback clean uh, on pass sets here. So he's somebody I'm also very interested in if he falls there to pick 80. Um, Trey Smith from Tennessee is a talented player, former five-star recruit, but he has a lot of medical issues here. He's had, he has, he's had problems with blood clots. The medical part of this is going to be big for him. And he's very inconsistent, even down to down at the left guard position. And anytime he's tried to play another position, he hasn't played very well. So he's somebody I probably wouldn't quite look at in the third round. But Wyatt Davis, Aaron Banks, um, I would hope get to pick 80 for the Dolphins. You know who's further off my list even than Landon Dickerson is Deontay Brown from Alabama. He looked horrific. Anytime I've I've got like it just gets worse and worse with him. He has great balance because he doesn't move. His feet get planted in place, and he just doesn't move. He do, he doesn't get in anybody's way. He can't catch up to anybody. But I mean, it, he oh god, it's so bad watching him. It's so bad. Like if you put him with no splits and and, and make somebody have to run him over, that's when he's good. Other than that, I barely saw any tape that I liked on the guy. And that's a Bama player we're talking about. He is a – I mean, I called Solomon Kinley a fat pig last year in, in the pre-draft. Uh, and I'm happy to say he really proved me wrong. I mean, he came in and he played well. Deontay Brown's worse. I mean, he's 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 the th- – he took 30 more trips to uh, the buffet in just a single week than said Solomon Kinley. But in this type of scheme, if you're that big and you're that powerful, your only responsibility is to maul people um, in the running game and to get in the way on pass protection for three or four seconds uh, uh, during the play. That's it. Deontay Brown might might be able to do that in this type of scheme, but still, I'm with you. I wouldn't touch the guy. The only thing I'd do with Deontay Brown if I drafted him is move him over to the other side of the ball and basically make him that Foley Fatukasi type of nose tackle where his job is to put his hands, line up in that guard center gap, put his hands on both guys, and just lean on them and make sure they can't get to the linebackers. That's that's the only thing I would do with him at that point because he's just not mobile enough. Like, he's just not. He's not mobile enough to... to 
to do much of anything at, at, at a pro level. Yeah, it's he, he has to get in better shape, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so we've gone through some guard prospects here too. Anybody else really, really stick out stick out for you that uh, besides this kind of top top layer that we've talked about? Um, I'm gonna throw Tommy Kramer out there. I think at the very least, if you're talking a late round draft pick, somebody that could develop and maybe turn into something eventually, uh, I think he's another one. Uh, but really, and maybe Sedarius. I mean, did we already talk about Sedarius Hutcherson? We've talked about so many of these guys. Um, no, no, not yet. He he's one that I I'd be intrigued at as a developmental prospect as well. Uh, any anytime you're a guard that runs a sub five. Um, you have my attention because I do like pulling guards, but it's I, I really like this class, and I think there's a lot of plug and play options between the center and the guard position in this draft, and and that's part of what I like about minors as well with the center position is you can take him, and it doesn't preclude you from going in either direction because of his flexibility and what he could be at either a guard or a center. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at this class here and I think that I, they've got to get either Creed Humphrey or Quinn Miners, and I think they may have to spend a, a higher draft pick than we'd like to do it. And then after that, if you start, for me personally, if you if you see Wyatt Davis or Aaron Banks fall to 80, you know, you're using your fifth pick of the NFL draft uh, to draft one of those guys. And, and I think you're going to get a really solid starter that can take over for Eric flowers here in 2022. So that, that's, that's kind of the strategy I'd have right now um, on there. So, you know, we've, we've talked about quite a few players and Hey, I've got the uh, new, uh, I have a few people mentioned the chat here, the new, uh, and uh, the new dolphins draft tag came in here today. If you can if you take a peek at that. Some people hate it. Some people love it. Um, I, I usually buy the draft hat every year, regardless. So, uh, Anyway, uh, that's had about number 30 in my collection here now. Nice. I like it. Uh, it's not me, but I like it. All right. Uh, let's see here. It's not me, but I like it. <laughs> it's a nice way to say that, Paul. Uh, anything else jump out here from the chat? Um, Not, not a huge amount here. Um, but, you know, it, it's... Again, a lot of folks are in on minors. It looks like. Um, so yeah, man. Oh, one, one one guy that was mentioned here was Ben Cleveland that we that we didn't talk about. Oh yeah, uh, Ron, thanks for thanks for bringing that up here. Uh, yeah, he, he's a he is a giant human being. I mean, at Georgia, you're talking six foot five, three hundred and forty five pounds, and uh, he he certainly plays like it. Um, I mean, just a massive massive of guard again who you're not asking to run all these you know zone blocking concepts uh, for the offensive line just just pass protect the guy in front of you and he has a lot of experience doing it he didn't quite get the 50 bench press reps a lot of people thought he was going to but still overall a solid player um so he's somebody that reminds me of like the type of guard that falls to the ravens in like the fourth round and they take him for value and he ends up starting three four years for him uh, i i think i think if he's available third round might be too rich for me with Ben Cleveland but if the Dolphins can manufacture a pick and say the fourth round I think that'd be a little bit more manageable another question we had in the chat is if we would move Jackson to guard uh, I think Kat's talked about that a lot Randy it, it's 
it's possible depending on what Miami does as far as the uh, the draft goes and the offensive tackle position. Uh, it, it, it you know it, it's something that's that's a consideration. I mean, hell, I'd try Austin Jackson out at center if if, if I had to. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Kat. Yeah, I think when we were t- when a couple weeks or months ago, when we were talking about Penny Sewell, that is the scenario I would move Austin Jackson. Um, I think he I think he's a better. I think his skill set translates better to guard. He's 6'5", 320. He's a nasty athletic player. I just think he whiffs too often out there on an island. That's it. Um, but, yeah, I think – and that's really why I don't think the Dolphins will draft an offensive tackle here um, in the first round unless significant value falls to them. Because when you drafted Jackson in the first round at 20 years old last year and Hunt in the second round, you did make a commitment to those guys. And – for rookies, they played pretty well. I think Hunt played a lot better than Jackson. All right. That's all we got here, Kat. Sounds good. Well, hey, thanks again for joining us, everyone. We Paul and I really look forward to doing these here every week. I usually don't have the chat uh, open here, but I, I, I have here a lot today. And uh, really appreciate you guys. Look forward to, uh, to taking uh, our two – to our draft party where we're going to be here at least through pick 18 in the first round. And then the following day, we're going to be here for the Dolphins second and third round picks too. So we, we hope you're right there with us. We're going to have a lot of facts, a lot of breakdowns of each player, not just for the Dolphins, but as each one comes off the board, Paul and I are going to have our dueling draft boards as well. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, fan sided network and finfanatic.com and all of our different social media outlets. And you can follow Paul and I. I'm Brian Cat NFL on Twitter. Paul's fanatic underscore pick. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fit side. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.